everyone. Welcome to a special episode of Just Nas Science. It's just me today. I wanted to do a brief follow-up to the reaction episode I did on the Wall Street Journal article put out last week. The Wall Street Journal article basically said that clinical trials are high, high stakes for patients and almost made them seem dangerous. So the episode we put out last week was talking about why clinical trials aren't as scary or dangerous as that article may have made them seem. Well, just two days ago, on December 30th, 2019, the New York Times reported on a doctor who was involved in clinical research and was sentenced to three years in prison. I want to discuss quickly who this doctor is, what he did, and how this is not the norm. So a year ago at a conference in Hong Kong, Dr. He Juan Jianqui, I hope I said that right, announced he performed the world's first gene editing on twin babies. We later found out he did this on a third baby that was previously undisclosed. So he used a technology called CRISPR, and we discussed this in our Top 10 Discoveries of the Decade episode, but briefly, CRISPR is a way to edit or re- rewrite DNA to be whatever you want. Um, why would we want to edit the DNA? Well, diseases like sickle cell anemia and cystic fibrosis, to name two, are caused by mutations in the DNA. If we can fix the DNA, we theoretically could eliminate these genetic disorders. However, the medical and scientific community were outraged when Dr. He announced this for two reasons. The first, we don't know the long-term safety effects, and two, we're not even sure if we should be making what people are calling, quote, designer babies. Um, There's a whole field of bioethics that discuss whether or not we should even do these kind of things. Currently, a lot of countries, including the United States, has banned this type of gene editing. Here's where it gets really messed up. This doctor forged approval documents to recruit couples where the man had HIV and the woman did not, so he could perform gene editing in babies. So Dr. He already performed an illegal procedure, the CRISPR technology gene editing, and he forged approval documents to get couples in the study. We talked about patient protections in clinical trials and what information is given to patients before they enter a trial. Uh, We discussed all that in our reaction to the Wall Street Journal article episode, so I'm not going to discuss them too much here. Um, But if you want more information, you can definitely check out that episode. But in, in addition to all this, Dr. He lied to a man named Bai Hua. Again, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Uh, and he's the head of Bai Hualin, which is an AIDS advocacy group. And he did this so he can get assistance in recruiting patients. Bai Hua has stated that he feels like he was deceived and also feels guilty about his involvement in this project. Other prospective patients also weren't told of any ethical concerns about gene editing and they were told the risks were very low, and the research showed promising results in animal studies. But uh, unfortunately, animal studies don't always translate to human studies. So while you can have great results in animal studies, the drug or the the treatment that you're proposing might not pass its primary endpoint in clinical trials. This happens all the time. Um, It particularly happens in in drugs for Alzheimer's, uh, just because the, the rodent brain is so much different from the human brain. But anyway, this doctor, he lied to patients, he lied to this advocacy group, um, he forged documents, and he committed an illegal procedure. 
so what are the consequences when a doctor or a scientist breaks the law like this? Well, I mentioned before, the doctor, he was given three years uh, prison sentence, and he was fined over $400,000. Not to mention, two of his associate scientists were also given jail time, though slightly less sentences. Even two American researchers who knew about this project were investigated, one of them being his former PhD advisor, though they've since been cleared of uh, any charges and are no longer being investigated. I don't know the status of the children that had this gene editing done. It was a closed-door trial to protect the privacy of the individuals involved. I don't like to say it, but I do think three years might be a slightly low sentence. Um, We have no idea what will happen to these babies in the future. I've seen articles talking about how this gene editing might have accidentally increased their IQ, or it could be totally catastrophic to their long-term health. My big fear is that the general public, the general population, will see this as another reason to not participate in research and further distrust doctors and scientists. Um, But this is absolutely not typical. In our episode on vaccines, we briefly talked about the doctor who published a study between a link uh, of autism and vaccines, but it was later found out that he was falsifying data and was trying to pay subjects under the table. This doctor eventually had his medical license revoked, and he was banned from conducting research. These are the kind of consequences for doctors and scientists who break the law. And for one, for every one headline about a bad doctor or scientist, there are hundreds of amazing individuals who are doing incredibly important work that's never publicized. Uh, I recently read something about the creator of the polio vaccine and how he lost a fuck ton of money because he chose not to patent his work so he can keep costs down for children who need it. In fact, you'd be surprised how often scientists test things on themselves first before giving it to the public. The creator of the polio vaccine, he tested it on himself and his three kids before giving it to anyone else. Um, If that doesn't tell you that this, this man had faith in his product, and if he wasn't willing to give it to his own family, why should another person give it to their family? The doctor who identified ulcers being caused by a bacteria called Helicobacter pylori, he cultured the bac- that bacteria and drank it. And I don't know if you've ever smelled a Petri dish or a flask that was filled with bacteria, but it's fucking awful. And this nut job drank it, and he sure as shit got ulcers. He then treated the infection, and guess what? The ulcers went away. So... It just goes to show that the scientists are often very passionate about the work they do. And it's really important. You know, my my whole goal is to help try to maintain a certain level of trust between the scientific community and the general public. This doesn't mean blind trust in everything. Um, Individuals should definitely continue to be critical and ask questions of anybody of their you know their doctor or scientist or whoever definitely ask questions but just remember that these things are are really rare and when it's found out it's not tolerated by the scientific community or the government i think that's going to do it for for me today like i said i really wanted to keep this brief 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and found this informative. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a positive rating. You can also visit our website at justnascience.com to sign up for our newsletter, read blog posts, or send questions and topic suggestions you want covered in the future. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle is at justnascience. It's all one word. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks again for listening. We put out new episodes every other Tuesday. Later, nerds.